Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 48 of Podcast in Death. And in this episode, we will be reviewing the reviews of Seduction in Death. I think what we ought to do first, before anything else, before we review anything else, we ought to talk about the big old elephant in the room. (laughs) Which in this case is, um, unfortunately, Susan Erickson. (laughs) And it's not her fault at all. Right. Uh, But Seduction in Death was the first book that Susan Erickson read. Yeah. And it was before she kind of, I guess it was even before she decided to start doing voices. I don't know how that, I wasn't really clear on how that progressed. Yeah. Because when she started, not that she wasn't doing voices, but they were very subtle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of, kind of maybe pick out who was talking at different times, but mostly it was just her reading it. Right. And uh, so it progressed into voices later. But if you were somebody that started with the audiobooks at Naked yeah. or one of the other books before, or even started with the audiobooks later and then came back and went through them again, yeah, you would get to seduction and then all of a sudden the voices were gone. You'd be like, what? It was just reading. And yeah. <laughs> I remember that being a, a big discussion point yeah. on the forum. Yeah, I remember that too. People saying like, what the hell? You know, what is up with this book? And a lot of the reviews are like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what? Reviewers, people out there reviewing things, you're reviewing Nora's book. Yeah. You're, I mean. Yeah. If you want to review Susan Erickson's reading, then review it somewhere else. But yeah. yeah. I mean, really, yeah. you're reviewing yeah. Nora's. Don't give her a one star because Susan Erickson's voice didn't match what you want, you right. know? I don't understand it, but a lot of people did a lot of negative reviews because all of a sudden the voices were wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, two stars for this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not understanding what had happened. Yeah. It seems like, and I should have watched it again just to refresh myself, but there is a video that somebody had posted on the forum at one time. It was an interview with Susan Erickson and David Kalachi. And at one point they said they're talking about what's upcoming for them, what they were going to be doing next. And she mentions the, the re-record of some of the in-depth books. Okay. I thought she recorded some of them. Yeah. Yeah, It seems to me that that she said, yeah, she said Mm -hmm. like the first 11 or something. Well, yeah, because Seduction was where she came into the series and then they wanted her to go back and record the ones before that. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I don't know whether or not, and it could be that, yeah, Seduction, she just read it and maybe the notes were like, it needs to be different voices or she just decided that. And then reunion, maybe she tried some different voices and yeah, it wasn't until a little bit later that I think she started hitting her stride. Okay. Oh yeah. Which makes sense. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And she said that when we talked to her, like she didn't, she didn't really going into it 
yeah, didn't she did. really know what to expect or how to yeah. fully. Yeah. I mean, voice the books. You know, no. how could she know? It's all. And it sounded like they didn't give her a whole lot of direction. They just went, no. here's the book. Oh, it sounded like yeah. that. Please read. We'll <laughs> let you know if you screw up. <laughs> otherwise, just go for it. It's, it's fine. Otherwise, just go for it. Yeah. Just do your it's thing. Fine. Right. You got to be better than the last lady. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she was awful. fine. It wasn't for you. Also, since we're talking about that. So I told you when we did that episode with Caitlin of we listened to the two different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got the CD of McMurdo Wallace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The company that rented out that CD right after I had sent it back, Mm -hmm. sent an email out to all the people that rent from them and said, we're going out of business. Oh, Oh and they were getting rid of CDs. Oh, and I went in and I was like, well, obviously I've got to have that naked in death version with McMurdo Wallace. Right. And the other one they had with her was glory. Okay. I think glory. I think I either have glory or, or immortal. It's right here. Let me look at it. But I was, you know, if they're, they were like, just tell us what ones you want. We'll just send them to you because they didn't even charge wow. anybody. Oh, Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And they just went through and sent out a bunch. Let's see what I got here. I've never opened it. Oh, this is naked. (laughs) So this is naked, but I know I have another one and it's it's right here. Sorry. Immortal. Okay. Wow. With Christine McMurdo Wallace. So at one point. I, I don't necessarily like her style, but I just thought. Yeah. I mean, kind of cool part to have. Of the fandom, though. Like, save that, right? You know, yeah, prosperity's sake. Because oh, you yeah. can't find these, right? You can't find <laughs> no, these because they just went out of business. Well, I, no, I mean, you can't find McMurdo Wallace's if you if you want to just go. You know, not like Susan Erickson, where you can go to audible and download it That's true. anytime you want to you can't find mcmurdo wallace right anywhere no. so you would have to find one of these cds and listen to it that way but good luck doing that because i tried it and i couldn't find this place was the only place i found that, that had it to rent i suppose i could have bought it on ebay i think even ebay didn't have it when i looked huh. so Interesting. That's insane. I think it's uh, really cool though that you that they just gave it to you. Collector's item right here. Well, what are they gonna do with them? They have probably yeah. thousands and thousands of groups of CDs and it, they're no good anymore. Yeah. Because people are right, going, yeah. well, I'll just go to Audible and download it. Yeah, you go to Amazon. Is. Yeah, you go to Amazon and you're like, Well, I can add this on to the my book purchase for like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> the the whole reason I'm saying this about Susan Erickson is because there was yeah, ton there of reviews that yeah ton of reviews that were negative and because of that right and I didn't want to put them all in but I right. wanted to because the first one I put in was it's one of those and I put yeah. it in there for completeness sake but wanted to explain to everybody like why yeah why they're complaining about this because people still complain and the other thing i want to say was 
we're, they're still getting, I've, I'm reading recent reviews that are saying that same thing, but the, the copy that I have that I downloaded. Yeah. It's fine. She's doing voices. So I'm not really sure. Yeah. How people are getting older versions. I have no idea. No clue. Anyway. Maybe they borrowed them from the library or something. Oh yeah. That could be. Oh yeah. Maybe that could be, that could be. Oh my God. Wow. Smart. Tara. Tara. So, okay. Let's start out with this first review. That's going to trash Susan Erickson. And we're going to apologize to Susan Erickson. In advance. Yeah, we're sorry, it's Susan. not your fault. We love you. <laughs> we do love you. And it is totally not your fault that this person, this person's an asshole and don't, don't mind them. Don't mind them. <laughs> any of these reviews honestly because they're stupid well some of them are good yeah, I, some I, of them are I like to throw in four and five star reviews at the end yeah. just because because those like, are nice the Great. low the low rated ones are dumb yeah that's why we do these episodes that is why we do these episodes <laughs> yep so we can rip these people apart and they you know have what? no idea doing it now you know how it feels don't you reviewers now you know yeah. how it feels. Now you know how it feels. Exactly. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. None of <laughs> Some of them might. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I listen to that podcast? I hated that book. You know. <laughs> Did you That's see my negative review? Person or Karen? Denise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'll bring back some voices today. Yay! Um, yay. Everybody's very sad that the last time you did <laughs> They do were. Voices. Everybody was like, why didn't you do voices? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I hate yeah, myself well, for bringing something okay? And I get real mad about it. You know, because they were all kind of serious, and we didn't want to make fun of things that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very self-conscious. I don't know what you people want from me. (laughs) They want you to be fabulous, just like you are. I, you know, it makes me think of again, you know, watching these home movies. We were talking about that earlier with Caitlin, and you know, Caitlin as a baby with all these aunts and uncles all around. Because I've got so many freaking brothers and sisters, and everybody's like, Caitlin, do the Caitlin, Caitlin, do this, Caitlin, Caitlin, hey, Caitlin, say this, Caitlin, can you say perform for us? Exactly. And and so she started like every single time going, you know, every time we started that, she would while we were watching, going, dance, monkey, dance. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why Caitlin's the way she is. You did this to her. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good thing. So Tara. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> <laughs> so here, I'll just, I'll just read it in my everything okay. is stupid voice. Go for it. My rating is based solely on the audio version. The story is great, as is to be expected from Rob. Though I will say I don't like knowing who the killer is. I prefer that to be a mystery that I discover along with Eve and crew. I adore Susan Erickson's performances on the audio versions, except this one. It's awful. She's dropped their accents, and it's really difficult to tell the characters apart. Feeny now sounds like McNabb, with two Bs. Peabody (laughs) sounds like Eve. Everyone is generic. I generally listen to the books while I'm working out or driving. If I get distracted, even for a little bit, 
when I refocus, I don't know who's talking. The only person whose accent she kept is Rourke and it's toned down. Indeed, Erickson is truly just a reader this time around and not a performer slash narrator. I've always enjoyed her character interpretations. It's still Erickson whose voice does not annoy the crap out of me as many do. So it deserves a two star, but wow, bring back the performance. Note to self, skip this one next time around. I won't miss the story when I re-listen to the series. And I'll be bypass and I'll bypass being irked by the poor vocal performance. Yeah, I mean again, it's I don't know what more we could say about that. I don't think except, that there is. I mean, stop complaining about it, people. <laughs> yeah, stop bitching. Really stop Quit complaining about bitching. Also, this particular reviewer was like liked the story, except I actually didn't. Basically, what it was. Yeah. A lot of people said, like, I don't like the stories where we know ahead of time. Well, half of her stories are like that, I feel like. Yeah, but like if they if they didn't, you know, if they were if they didn't say that, they would be like, Oh, I don't like not knowing, or I don't like that these all follow the exact same, you know. It's it's a good mix as yeah, it really does a nice job of mixing it up. And I know that we say always, and people say that this is a murder mystery series, but really it's more of a police procedural. Police procedural, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not really Theory. no it's not really a mystery no, not in the traditional sense it's not no. so it's the journey not the destination again exactly um okay Do you want to do next next right. i love how this this one starts with hi <laughs> like, <I know. laughs> like hi Reviewer. <laughs> oh, hi to you too. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to rip you apart, but hello. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead. I'll see what I can cope with. Um, hi, book was fairly standard murder mystery format. As mentioned in other reviews, identity of killer type or types was leaked very early on. What turned me off was the fact that it's a very Effect very suddenly about 35% of the way through the book, about chapter seven. It is apparently 2073. No, it's not. And, and <laughs> cars run on autopilot when they are in good repair. Off planet is apparently a popular op- option for vacation or a work assignment away from your desk. Makeup technology has progressed so that individuals may disguise themselves against family members at will. All this futurism was introduced very willy-nilly. This book was authored in 2001, and I expected until Chapter 7 that I was moving along within 2001. Wrong, apparently. Please, Rob, establish the decade, um, okay, and century (laughs) early on, and please do so about as well as you would establish the identities and characteristics characterizations of your main characters i understand that rob is writing a series of in-depth books and i've read my first and only one so far but please dear author do not assume that i've traveled along with you in the other 35 books in this series what the fuck yeah so it's yeah yeah, it's 2059 and not 2073 right i don't you know then you just think like this person wasn't paying attention right no Uh, it's in i noted that on the first few pages of chapter one nora writes in the gorgeous spring of 2059 literally like three happens in almost every book every first couple chapters yeah 
And also the description. Usually the first like couple paragraphs even. Right. And, but also the description on Amazon literally says, Nora Roberts writing as J.D. Robb continues her prolific string of hits with her latest installment of the in-depth series of futuristic thrillers. People don't like to read. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like you read the book, but you didn't read what? What? The, what? Yeah, you what? have a new book that you're, uh, okay, I might try this book. Wouldn't you read the description? Yeah, I don't just pick up books. I mean, yeah, I generally yeah, read the description. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, otherwise, if I'm not interested in the description, I ain't reading the book. Right. It, unless it's an author or a series that I've already started reading. Well, sure. But they just said it was new. So right. If it's new, I'm going to read the description because I'm not going to buy something that I, you know, it's like, I don't want that. Right. So, yeah. So also uh, I apologize for doing three different accents in that one. I got distracted by how terrible it was. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what are you going know, for? That's switched to Southern halfway through. Yeah. I was like, well, that's what that's what we're doing now because I'm so distraught by the fact that you don't know what the hell you're writing. You're wasting good internet resources. You are a waste your of internet space. Into yeah. the fucking universe. It's apparently 2073. It said that nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And makeup technology has progressed so that individuals may disguise themselves against family members at will. I don't think didn't these guys didn't encounter any of their family members while they were in makeup. They didn't. No, no. I don't know. Maybe so, they didn't actually read this book. They I like mean. maybe they fell asleep on top of it and they dreamed it up. And this is what they're <laughs> this is what they came up with. I mean, they, like, they made it to chapter seven, got confused because it's three <laughs> and just fell asleep with it on their mind. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Chapter seven is just all about the confusion. <laughs> I don't understand. It's the future. What? Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, to, to give a two-star review because you didn't because pay attention. <laughs> Again. It's Hi, just, you're yeah. a moron. Yeah. Hi, you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm, this review is going to show you that I'm a moron. I mean, basically. Yeah. Adios. Anyway. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> You're done with you. On <clears throat> okay. Also, can I say R-O-A-R-K-E, people? I mean, please. If you're gonna review, at least look up the names of the characters and no. spell them correctly. No, that is too difficult. Why? Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Sorry. You know, and anytime I say anything on any of the boards, even back in the day, it was, well, some people only listen to the audios. So what? Look up the. Yeah, you can still look it up. Look it up. If you, like, if they misspelled murder victim's name or something, fine. But like, these are the main characters. He's the main character. There is an E at the end of work also. That's the other one I see all the time. R-O-A-R-K. Yeah. And Somerset with an O. Yeah. That makes me crazy too. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> names, names are hard. I get it. But if you're going to write a review, you should at least research enough to get it right. 
That's okay. I, 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 but I'm such a stickler for spelling names. I did a, I did an entire post. I'll, I'll take a screenshot and send it to you guys on the ER board on different, how to spell different character names. And I'm just like, Oh my God, of course. Like, you did. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk because I'm done with spelling <laughs> names right, wrong. Like, yeah, I even, cause like I'm constantly seeing Abby spelled A B B E Y. So in the comments, I, I, you know, I posted a picture of an Abbey, like this is an Abbey with an E. So it's big, you know, castle. <laughs> this is an Abbey. And I posted a picture of Abbey. There are Abbeys out there who spell their name with that extra E. I know, but not her. And it makes me crazy. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No, it's stupid. I don't understand. Like, it's not hard to find out how a character's name is spelled. True. Look at the that book you just read. Very true. Annoying. Um, Okay. This next review, two stars. Meh. What did it add to my life or my store of information? Mm, nothing. I know it's supposed to be for entertainment. I wasn't that entertained. <laughs> Eve is a cop in NYC. Rourke is her devastatingly handsome and beyond rich husband. Eve is a survivor of child sex abuse. In fact, she killed the abuser and then grew up to be this cop, tough and dangerous eliminating killers one by one. So someone is drugging and killing women, even her team at the NYPD. The book is set in the future, so the department name is something else. With the help of Rourke, misspelled again, are on the hunt. It's one extra letter, guys. Yeah. (laughs) The second paragraph made virtually no sense, but okay. It was really the first paragraph that I was like, what? What did it add to my life or my store of information? Like mm, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. You know, I mean, okay. <laughs> I just nope, people, nope. You don't like this. Isn't a review? This no, isn't. it's not at all. Yeah, it's just okay. Whatever. <sighs> mm, two stars. Not as many stars because the subplot with Louise's character is really just a character of some poorly written females of the 80s. The whole thing with Charles felt forced. And I say to you, fuck off with that shit. Yeah, I don't understand that whole... You're a dumbass. Her character was really really a caricature of some of her poorly written females. I, I, I don't think that's true. No. It's not. I mean, I didn't read any of her stuff from the 80s, but um, I highly doubt it. And I can't, I mean, I don't think Nora's really ever written a poorly written female, honestly. Most of her females. Are also, well. just just want to put that out there. You're giving this book two stars because you don't like a subplot about <laughs> a character that yes. you've met once before with another sporting character that you've met twice before. Why do we care about this? Right. So yeah. much that you're going to give it two stars? Well, their getting together felt forced. So that earns two Which stars, clearly. I, you think it felt forced? I thought it felt... It, I really love it. Pretty natural to me. It, exactly. And I. Yeah. it's actually very... It's a very common thing that happens like in real life. Yeah. That's how you meet your spouse. It's just... It happens, you know? Yeah. It's a chance that they met through friends, not necessarily intentionally. Like that right. makes their story sweeter, I think. Two stars. Well, I generally love the in-depth books by Rob. 
This one fell short for me. Can we all agree that Eve and Rourke are the best part of, of the in-depth books? I find myself skimming the story, trying to find the parts which contain scenes with Rourke and Eve in them. Yes, Mira and Peabody are interesting, but the mystery is at the bottom of the list. As for my title for this review, once again, this author has latched onto a word or words in this case and felt the need to overuse them again and again. Do I really need to hear you say the word tag in place of call? Get in touch with, track down, look for, find, etc. As for snag, I suppose everyone in the future snags everything. The phone, the drink, the car, yada, yada, yada. Please, when you use the same word a few times on the same page and then turn around and use it two to three pages later, one is left to believe it has become the only verbs these characters know. Sorry for the rant, but it is getting worse with each book. Um, I can honestly say that that is never, I mean... What is this obsession with the same word over and over again? At least, at least not with those words. Like yeah. her using the word yeah. tag over and over does not seem off to me. That's the slang. That's the future yeah. slang. Yeah. That's well, and you know, that's I mean, like saying I texted you or, yeah. I, you know, it's, a, it's the same sort of thing. Right. That would be like somebody reading a book and going, why do they keep saying they're texting? Like I'm like calling you. Or yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's I mean, a that's, dumb complaint. Yeah, it really is a dumb complaint, and I don't understand <laughs> really it. Terrible. Also, it's very hypocritical. Do you, can we count how many times she's used certain words in this? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also the whole don't I, don't use the same word over and over and yada 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 like like I do. <laughs> like, I don't. I, I mean, don't. and plus, I guess. I, I don't know. I guess I just have issues with like, yeah. I mean, even Rourke are the best parts of the series, but they're not the only parts of the series. Like we no, because we if they were that. the only parts of the series, we wouldn't like it either. Right. I mean, Eve has her job, Rourke has his, and he works with her, but you know, of course she's, they're going to be scenes with Peabody and there's going to be scenes with Mira and Feeny right. and everybody else. And of course there's going to be a mystery because she's a fucking cop. Right. So what does she want? Just one long book filled with even work scenes? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what they want. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And then everybody else would complain because there wasn't any of the secondary characters. So, I mean. Right. Yeah. Or where's the murder mystery? Right. Like, why was this whole book just about even Rourke? Well, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't really want to hear their day-to-day stuff. No, like on a Sunday when when she's not working and they're just yeah sitting around watching a movie. I don't I I don't necessarily want to read about that. That sounds no. boring to me. Right? Is that what that person wants? I just want to hear about their Sundays when they just chill. Yeah, like, that sounds why? endlessly boring. Yeah. Nope. And you know what, people? That's what fan fiction's for. If you want to read about that, go write something. Yep. No one's going to read it, but go write it. No one's going to read it, but yeah. You <laughs> make me happy. <laughs> Do it for yourself. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> so uh, the next review, I found it funny because like at least the first. Is, this one is hilarious. At least, <laughs> at least the first paragraph, the guy gets her name right. And then the second paragraph, it's a whole different name. You're like, what? You what? just 
Did you not even read your first? You can't even read your first paragraph. How am I going to have any, you know, confidence that you read this book? <laughs> anyway, <so> sorry. No, <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, I think it might so it's a dude. Maybe if you can. Uh, you think yeah. it's a dude? In, in you that. think it's a dude? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or it's someone who just didn't want to. You know, I don't well, like to I mean, I put these, I, I don't put names on here, but I know when it says, you know, like Mike. Okay. Right. You know, not All saying right. this guy's name is Mike. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Mike, we're coming for you. I don't believe you. (laughs) Fuck you, Mike. (laughs) I mean, read. read It goes back to Amazon, and his name is Mark. (laughs) Mark. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Mark. (laughs) Mark. Still, fuck off, Mark. (laughs) Um. Okay. Um. Two stars. A futuristic detective. Very unusual subject. The interplay between the main characters, Eve Dallas and her husband, Rourke, is absolutely stale and without feeling. There is more interaction between Dallas's assistant, Peabody, and her love interest, McNabb. And Rourke is so rich that he owns buildings everywhere, which are involved with the case in some way. I find it hard to believe this author is another name for Nora Roberts. She must write these stories on an off day. Detective Eve Duncan, because... <laughs> because why? Didn't you read your first paragraph? Uh, Detective Eve Duncan becomes involved with the case of a woman who was thrown off a balcony and is sure that it was murder, not suicide. In digging into the case, she discovers that the victim had a romantic relationship online through a poetry chat line with a man she thought was her perfect match, and that this had been the first date where he seduced her with wine, roses, poetry, and an illegal date rape j- drug. We learned that two ultra-rich, brilliant young men have made a game out of duping women that each one meets online, then meeting for a night, including dinner, and racking up points in a deadly game which ends in death for the woman. Will Duncan discover who the men are and get them nailed before more young women are murdered? I, I, I don't, don't know, know if, if you don't finish the book. Yeah, I don't know if Duncan will, but I know that Dallas will. Dallas will. Right? Yeah, Duncan doesn't because Dallas takes care of it. But they there wouldn't know if they had read the book. Good Lord. <laughs> <sighs> I don't, and then, you know, interplay between the main character, Eve Dallas, and her husband, Rourke, is absolutely stale and without feeling. Okay. Uh, yeah. Fuck I, Mike. Fuck Mark, Mike, whoever you are. I just I don't get that at all. I absolutely no, one hundred percent. As a matter of fact, when we talked about this book, we talked about how there were so many scenes where they were so affectionate toward each other. Yeah, yeah, yep. And oh so, yeah, I don't get it. I, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what this person's wanting in terms of, I mean, expressing feeling toward each other. No idea. No idea. Plus, you know, Eve is not that kind of person that does that anyway. No. Normally. No. No. So it's not going to be like always intense emotional feelings happening all the time. But sometimes it's just going to be affection. And there was a lot of that in this book. 
So, but it, but it was stale, AJ. A stale affection. Yeah, I guess. Affection. <laughs> Pop off, Mark. Like, mm. whatever your name is. Whatever your name is, Justin. Justin. Jared. <laughs> Dad. Honestly, I don't know what his name was, but <laughs> Biff. Biff. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Biff. <laughs> you know, uh, so many times I have told myself, you know, I just really should name Podcast and Death, episode 48. Fuck off, Biff. Fuck off, Biff. I, yeah, mean, I should just naming naming podcast episodes is so fucking fun. Like I yeah. am like, AJ, get on that. It's I should. Fun. Yeah, I yeah. should just like Honestly, yeah, I know you're not a Harry Potter fan. Just go through and look at all the titles of our episodes. They're hilarious. Every single, every single time they come out, I look at them. And they're they are hilarious. hilarious. And sometimes we have to change them, like because I'm like, we're not doing two really fucking long titles in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do that with our um, briefing room. You do, uh, yeah. Like this last episode of the briefing room, I named I named Sex Padding. Yeah, yeah, I know. I listened. I should have waited until Derek was finished yeah, drinking. But it was great. Yes, <laughs> so great. I, it's just fun. I'm like, why is this so fun? Oh my god, right. this next review. Yeah, this. I'm not gonna lie. It made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually giving two stars for this. I I don't. Okay, go ahead. Oh shit. <laughs> Now, this person is very, like, this is a book snob right here, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. An angry book snob. Angry book snob. I don't care it's 1959. I don't care people have started living off planet. I don't care if science has made massive progressions and droids for have taken over more or less. Okay, less. You don't call John Keith stupid and get away with it. You just don't. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm going to take one tiny comment in an entire novel, an entire book, and give it a two star review. Give it a two star review because that's you review things, guys. Didn't you read the one from before? Yeah. Fuck off, Chad. <laughs> oh my god, that I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's just it's that is just funny. <laughs> Don't you care. don't call Keith stupid and get away with it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> well, you could do it, but you will not get away. You with will get that. a two star review. Two you stars for you. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You don't do that. And get away with it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking right now because I want to see that the comment because. I think Eve says something in the next chapter um Rourke tells her that he she has that he can take she can take the the book on disc but the book stayed there and she said it the name of the account was um La Belle Dame yeah and then you know she's yeah and it's it's mostly depressing and stupid or something like that okay I found it no you're right okay okay what is it um so yeah. So she's talking to Feeney, of course, you know. Uh, our guy took his umbrella name from a poem some guy named Keats wrote a couple of hundred years ago. 
And Feeney says, bet it doesn't even rhyme. You take Springsteen, McCartney, Lennon, those boys knew how to rhyme. Classic shit. And Eve says, not only doesn't it rhyme, but it's weird and depressing and mostly stupid. <laughs> How dare Eve have an opinion? Right? How dare you, Eve? She won't get away with that. She won't get away with that. <laughs> Two-star review, bitch. Two-star review for you, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Nora, as if Nora called Keith stupid. Right. Well, her character did. Yeah, it's fiction. It's a fictional character. Right? You clearly <laughs> don't understand Eve if you're like think- <laughs> the hell. What the hell? That's how she rolls, man. I mean, honestly, a two-star review for that. I just uh, her character called Keith stupid, then fuck you. Two stars. Like I gonna, I'm gonna start reviewing books now based on like <laughs> one thing and then that like just rubs me the wrong way. Right. One line in the book that I dislike, and I'm just gonna fuck the whole book. One star. One star. How dare you write that line? I know it's <laughs> fiction, but still, how dare you? I know you that won't that get away with that. Probably say that. You won't get away with it though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about anything else. I just care that you call John Keith stupid. <laughs> you don't do that. The rest of your book was excellent, but you called Keith stupid. Two stars. <laughs> you just lost all your stars for that. Uh, Who comes up with this system? <laughs> Right? Yeah, it's just dumb. People are stupid. You're stupid. (laughs) You're stupid. I don't don't care. And you know what? You didn't get away with it, did you? Because we caught you. And now we're exposing you in public. Semi-public. Yeah. So not even semi-public because, you know, to a select few (laughs) readers who listen to this podcast we are exposing you to those people you're not getting away with that nope absolutely not review i don't care (laughs) you won't get away with that whoever you are so ridiculous (laughs) oh man Uh, it's just dumb oh dumb um oh this is the one you were talking about before this three yes uh... <laughs> Jen, you read this one. Okay. <laughs> Sarah's like, I can't take the pressure anymore. I got cheesecake. Fair, fair. That is a good priority to have. Do you, do you want me to read it? No, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Three stars. A couple of pals are team killing young women. Starting with virtual seduction and ending with real rape and murder. Something that I barely picked up on, but is really bothering me. Really bothering her, okay? In chapter six, Eve makes unwarranted assumptions from the information she has on hand. The author got ahead of herself. That's it. That's the review. Yeah. That's it. That's the review. And no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Because we went, we went and looked it up. <laughs> Right. You're not getting away with this. 
You're not getting away with this. So we were discussing how on, we were thinking that this unwarranted assumption was that there were two murderers. Right. Right. Um, and so I, I reread that section because mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe they were thinking that was not Mira's hot take at that moment. And maybe they were like, there's no way Eve would be better at that than Mira. But then I reread it and I was like, well, one, Mira did say it crossed her mind, but her instincts are, she's not, she's not a murder cop and Eve is. Right. Eve has different instincts. And like, that's why they're a great team. You know, that's, that's the whole purpose of that fucking scene. And I was like, no, really, you're just mad that this scene happened. And I don't know, someone also today, I have no idea. Like it's something that I was going to mention in the last podcast when we talked about the book, but Mm -hmm. it is no longer multiple personality syndrome. Ah, okay. Mm, yeah, you did mention that, and I was like, "Oh, she never said what you were." Talking yeah, about. that phrase is that phrase is used a couple times, and that is not the DSM five classification anymore. Yeah, it's dissociative dissociative identity disorder. Dissociative, yeah. So, just an FYI for you people that are sticklers about medical things, like I am. <laughs> she got that wrong and Jen's not going to let her get away with it. I'm not going to let Nora yeah. get away with it. You know, I know she, she wrote the book when it was, yeah. Obvious, but yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do? Nora, that's not what it is. And she'd be like, but it is right now, Jen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> two stars. Go back to two, two stars, Nora. Go back and re-edit that. <laughs> just so, just, just, I can't even say it. She can't even say it. Dissociative identity disorder. Okay. DID. Um, so yeah, the unwarranted assumption is ridiculous. Well, she bases it on a lot of things. First of all, her own instincts, but her own instincts because the two murders to her seemed so different. Even They're though they so had different. similarities, they were different. Yeah. Um, the second woman was um brutalized. Right. You know, the first woman was not. And when she looked at the tapes, uh, the the videos of both, uh, she could see that they were the two the guys were acting differently. Or it was a guy. Really different. Yeah. And this is kind of why she said something about, as Jen was saying, uh, disassociative (laughs) dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. She said that was a possibility because they were acting completely differently, but not just that. She noticed that they had, they're walking differently. Mm -hmm. Their mannerisms were different. Yep. So how they were treating the woman was different. And what else? There was. Yeah, there were quite, there were, uh, yeah, there were a lot of women. The women themselves were totally different types. And she was saying like, they usually stick to a type and the women themselves were totally different types. Yeah. So she's got a lot of information in order to make that, that leap that, and it, she doesn't even say I'm 100%. These are two different guys by the end of that chapter. She's just, she's just saying, I think maybe they might be two different guys. Mm -hmm. Also, do you really want the the story to be that much longer while Eve figures out that they're two different guys? Like, yeah, people don't. Chapter six, we need to be moving forward, guys. People don't think about that. Yeah. 
And all the information is there. And Eve is smart. And you know, she's obsessed over, over the security (laughs) tapes and she's, you know, she's come to so many different conclusion options in her head already. And saying them aloud to Mira is part of her process. Have you read this series? I don't understand. Well, she's talking to Rourke in this one. Is this the one where she's talking to Rourke? Yeah. Yeah. Her and Rourke are going over the whole thing. She's explaining everything to Rourke and and why she thinks it's too. But that's still part of Eve's process is like thinking a lot, having the person to bounce this off of, you know? Right. Right. But I don't know. And it really, like you said, that's the whole reason this scene exists, though, to show us what her thought process is and why she got to this theory that she has that it may be two guys. Right. Maybe by the end of chapter six, she's thinking it may be, mm-hmm. but she's not certain. So I don't think you can say, well, she un- unwarranted came to this conclusion. Like, no, no. Again, pay attention. And she spends time explaining how she got there. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you listen to her explaining how she got there? Pay attention. <laughs> pay attention and listen to how she's explaining. No one likes to do that. <laughs> and you know also it's covered over the past nine months doing these right and also this fictional character you're supposed to assume has fucking 10 years of experience doing this right yeah so she has a little That's bit of knowledge going in experience solving right this reader <laughs> yeah right exactly so could could it have been the I mean, she, so later on, I think, do they get DNA evidence and it's two guys or? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, what it is, is that the first one, Kevin, he leaves DNA at both the scenes. Yes. But Lucius doesn't leave any DNA. He's sealed up. Right. Kevin. So right. they didn't have Lucius Lucius's DNA. But by the time they get to that point Eve's already uncovered everything else about right. Lucius. She, yeah and that, I think that was actually though one of the things she used that it would be two guys because she's like why would he seal up after exactly yeah after we already have his DNA on the first one that's doesn't make any sense right and then mm-hmm. and then not on the third one right yeah so. yeah so all of these things add up and we're only at chapter six her saying here's the evidence that I'm seeing. And because of my instincts, after having done this job for 10 years, I think maybe it's two people. Right. And so to give her like, what? I mean, at three least stars. it's like three stars. That's something at least, but right. to be like, Oh, and, and also something that I barely picked up on, well then it must not have been very important if you barely picked up right. on it. Like, but don't but really bugging her used over half of your review to say it so right i'm i barely picked up on this but i'm gonna make it the main point of my review it's stuff it's really bothering her you guys <laughs> okay fine Jeez. whatever okay. get over yourself <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want me to do this one? Yeah, okay. because it's funny that you read it. <laughs> it's funny to have. Because the first it. book that you read in this series, you were like, the fuck's up with Mark. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it, so this this would have been me. Uh, 
as I read Witness. Uh, and I probably gave Witness three stars just because of this particular thing. <laughs> so this is probably exactly my review from Witness. My apologies to Nora. <laughs> uh, three stars. This is the first book I've read from this author. The characters have great dialogue and the idea behind the book is interesting. But you will basically know the ending by the middle of the book. I must say, I don't like the character of Rourke. He comes off as pushy and a sexist. Is that supposed to be a turn on? I'm not sure. I did like Eve, however. (laughs) (laughs) You think he was sexist? Really? I did I say sexist? I don't know. Did I say? Yeah, I totally get the pushy. I don't get the sexist. Um, I just I, thought he was an uh, asshole. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Which, again, burn variety asshole. You know, but burn variety asshole. Yeah. Based on the book that you read first, it's fair. Um, yeah, but I don't but see no, sexist. not sexist. I, nothing. I don't see sexist with work no. at all. I'm not no. sure where that comes from. Yeah, and I, especially I don't not in this book. This book, like, no. what, what is it that could possibly make you think he's sexist? Yeah, yeah, it's another one of those reviews. Like, can you give us a little detail? Yeah, like, give us some, some. Give us an example. An example that we can look no. at. I mean, we don't no. need uh, we don't need examples of the pushy. We all know that works pushy. We get it. I mean, yeah, but so yeah. is Eve, and she liked Eve. Yeah, yeah. Eve is very pushy. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we don't mind that Rourke is pushy because Eve's just as pushy back. It's it's fine. But I don't, I just, I do not understand the sexist. I don't get it because I don't think Rourke is at all sexist, <clears throat> particularly in this book. Well, uh, you know, he, so his character is one of those characters that, I mean, we know he's very sarcastic. He is. Yeah. And there was that scene in the arcade, not arcade, but the you know oh, the computer the, place. Yeah. Where she got mad at him for touching stuff and she was telling him to, you know, keep his hands off stuff and blah blah. <laughs> and then he she asked him something else and he said, Are you talking to me? I'm just here waiting for my wife yeah. to get off work it's so that I may it's great. You know, yeah, yeah, but that's just work. That's yeah. How dare he call her his wife? That's I'm what it impressed. is. He labeled her sexist. It was, and you know, if that's what they're talking about, stuff like that, he was joking. It was a was joke. Because that's what we're And about. it wasn't even a sexist joke. No. No, not at all. That's why I don't get the I don't I mean, get you know, sexist. I mean, I I feel differently if he called her the little woman. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, or said something about she belongs in the kitchen. Use that phrase, it would be jokingly. It would be, yes. I mean, because that's what work does. It's not ever, he's never serious when he says stuff. Right. No, he says stuff like that to to get a rise out of Eve. To get a rise out of her. Yeah. I mean, do you blame him? Like, I would too. I mean, no. I know. Yeah. It sounds really fun. Yeah. Right. She's, I mean, she's easy to poke at. You know? She really is. <laughs> really, yeah. That's, she really is. Between yeah. Peabody and work, I mean, the two closest people to her, really. I mean. And she, she. It's amazing she's not drunk more often. <laughs> right? But, you know, yeah. she, she lets it on to these people. Like, she, she lets them know what bothers her and they're going to poke at it because they can. That's what, yeah. that's what we do. We all have siblings. We know. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially the stuff that they poke at her about, like Peabody with McNabb and mentioning her sex life and that sort of thing. Like, yeah, if Eve had never let on that she was annoyed by it right. like that. Yeah, Peabody never would have even, meant, she wouldn't bring it up. But Eve, right. you, know, you know, she's such a drama queen about it. And so Peabody's like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, like you said, we all have siblings. That, that's what you do. I mean... Like, oh, I'm going to go home and get naked. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. And the thing is, Eve knows that he's joking. And so he, she always reacts to those like, okay, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Just, you know, do what I'm asking you to do, please. So if, if work was a sexist, let's put, let's just. Put this out there. If work was a sexist, do you really think he'd be married to Eve? <laughs> no. Right. No. No. Not in a million years. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> um uh, yeah, okay. I'm just I'm just trying to look at that, look for that uh let's see. Yeah, so she says. Yeah, she gets on him for for touching something or or don't touch anything. And he says, you know, I wasn't going to touch anything. This is hardly my first day day on the job, Lieutenant. And she says, don't get pissy. And it's my job, not yours. And she says, do you know, how do you know this is the source? And he says, he circled his fingers, examined his manicure. (laughs) I'm sorry. He smiled absently. Did you say something? I'm just biding time, waiting to take my lovely wife home when she finishes work. (laughs) Right. And so she's like, geez, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I jumped on you. I'm a little tense. So it's, you know. Yeah. How do how do you read otherwise into that scene? I don't, and I'm not even sure that this is the scene that they're saying is sexist. I'm just assuming this is one because, you know, I mean, if you didn't know Rourke, you would assume he was a dick from this scene. But there are lots of other scenes in this book that negate that. Right. So does she only read this scene? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it, again, it would be a really way more helpful if, they would give us examples. Yeah. Rourke sounds like a sexist. For example, there was this scene where he said this. Right. And I think that's sexist. And then we could go like. And we could be like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you might. Sure. Right. Yeah. Or and we like, disagree no. in a, a less a less annoyed way. <laughs> yeah. So sexist. Sexist. Screw you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. So. Um. Okay, well, how about this one? All right, how about this one? Um, this is three star. The book was good, but compared to the earlier books in this series, the writing's gone stale, flat somehow. In short, it's not as interesting as it used to be. The dynamic between Rourke and Eve is mellower now, but there's no sense of being inspired to write the book and hence to read it as often as you would the older ones. Besides, the villains getting revealed way too early on is get, and getting so much space that their own is a sign that there's nothing else to write about. And that's a problem. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. It's a problem in a book about a murder to write too much about the murderer. I, I, I That must be one of those news. writing rules that I didn't learn. Yeah. yeah. 
And I feel like the people that complain about, and I see that complaint a lot, that the early books are the best ones. And I feel like they're not getting that this is a progressive series. The characters are growing. It's called character growth, people. I, <laughs> what? And, it, you know, for us now, this is an early book. This isn't right. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I, I see that a lot, that they love the early books in the series the best. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I love them all. But, you know, I can I enjoy them being more settled in their relationship and more married and more, you Same. know, more in tune with each other and not, you know, clashing with each other all the time, you know. And right, but you know, I enjoy Peabody being more grown up and acting like a cop. And you know. I like the familiarity of these characters. Like, right, right. Why would you reread the same five or six books, right, of the series when there are forty more after it, right? And would you get to watch these characters grow and be better versions than, of themselves than they were right. at the beginning? You know, yeah. I, I mean, even uh, you know, relationships is peripheral is louise and charles we see them um, no they, that's terrible and it was forced jen two stars <laughs> i know it's awful <laughs> terrible terrible coupling of my thinking but if you're but, if if the thinking is it's their mellower meaning like they were they had more sex than they were or they were hotter for <laughs> each other in the earlier but I don't even know that that's the case. I'm not, no, I don't think that's the case. That they're mellower. What does that even mean? They're yeah. just not butting heads as often as they used to. Yeah, but God forbid they get along. But right? it's not even that because because she'll do a couple of books where they're not, and then she'll do a book where they are, and then I, she'll do no, a couple books where they're I not. Think, you know, Eve has kind of stopped resisting letting Rourke into the work, and because that was kind of a big point in the early the real early books right didn't want him involved and so she's kind of at this point she's kind of like given up and like okay you can help so they don't like butt heads over that anymore right but what i'm saying is in the in a series of books you're gonna right. have some where they're more where they're getting along well and right, some sure. where they're not getting along and you can't take one where they're not getting where they're getting along well and go like well they've gone stale or yeah. Not as dynamic now. And right. like, what is it? Like four books later, we've got Divided, which is like one oof. of the most well, books in the series. And even in Portrait. Yeah, Portrait yeah. too. Yeah. It, it, they didn't always, they weren't always at odds, but the very first part of the book, and he didn't let her into what he was thinking. And they did kind of like yeah. have it out. Yeah. I mean, this oh, yeah, is, they got into a physical fight that time. Right. This is, yeah. yeah, this is how relationships are. And then people. it's followed by a lot of really intense emotional stuff for Rourke that Eve kind of shares in. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of how this series is. It kind of like ebbs and flows. And flows. That's what it does. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is you don't take one book where it's not yeah. flow. It's not as dynamic because that's not what this book needs. And right. and pan it because well this whole series is now it's stale, stale it's you know ridiculous. yeah yeah when the yeah. next book it or the or a couple books after that are going to be back right. to the way it was where you know they're at odds and they're or really emotional stuffs happening and yeah. I, I appreciate that that there's books where oh, for sure me too they are perfectly in sync like mm -hmm. this book yeah. 
the whole way. Yeah. And some books where they're where they're not and they're kind of butting heads or or everything's really really tense and, tense and yeah. emotional. A lot of like we said personal gonna, stuff's like, going on. Three separate podcasts when we get to innocent because we got things to say. Gosh, yeah. I mean, but a lot <laughs> of them. Not, yeah. yeah. We're, we're so, gonna have things to say about that one. <laughs> so yeah, it's to make it a blanket statement about well, this this is how this series is now. Yeah. On one book is just stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. 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 And I feel like people like, yeah, I, I just hate that whole pretentious. Well, the early stuff is better. No, not necessarily. Yeah, I think the early stuff. Yeah. It's good. But this is why we generally will tell people, try to get through the first three. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't right. make a decision yeah. on naked. Right. Try to get for the, through the yeah, first three. Through because- the first three. And I, you know, I always see on the, like the Facebook groups and stuff, well, you have to start at the beginning. And I'm just like, no, you don't. You don't it's have to. Really. Yeah. And I always come in and say that. And people are like, well, I disagree. And I'm like, that's nice. Okay. I'm like. You're entitled to your wrong you're opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. I just think that, I think that the early couple of books are so dated and I just feel like I feel like work is if you're just coming into this series work and Eve both are very unlikable and naked if you've never read anything yeah like that before you're gonna be like what in the hell why do people love this series I don't get it yeah so that's why I'm like you know I always I even though I, that's an older book now I always recommend remember when like that book was specifically written for the purpose of cross-pollinating into mm-hmm. reading in depth. Cross-pollinating. Right. Yeah. Cross-pollinating. That's the best. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so start with that one and, mm-hmm. you know, see what you think. Because, yeah, if you're just getting into the fandom, that's a good one to start. Yeah. And then you can go back and read them. You don't have to read them in order as far as I'm concerned. It's nice to go when you reread to go back and see the progression and growth, but you don't have to. I go back now and, and I love naked. I mean, oh, yes, me it, it does. You know, I mean, I see where you, where you're saying it's, it's dated, but you know, I mean, you, yeah, no, it's no, so I hard to say that about a book written back then. And yeah. But yeah, I just feel like if somebody, especially like a younger reader yeah. coming in to this series now and reading naked, they're going to be like, what in the hell is this? Like, what is up with this guy? Mm-hmm. And why is she such a bitch? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like I don't feel like you have to start with naked to enjoy yeah. the series. No. If you're just picking it up. Anyway, more anyway. reviews. There are so many left. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we could skip some, but she's the best at finding all the good reviews. Well, if there's any that you think we can skip, that's great. Just let me know. Um, I don't know. I can read this next one though. Okay, go for it. Okay. Mm. Three stars. My thoughts. This is the 13th in the series, and I guess I should be used to Eve's stubborn refusal to make it easy on herself. She just seemed to irk me to no end, and even refusing to admit that she was sick and she had to take some kind of flu medication. Rourke had to sit on top of her so that the medication could be thrown down her throat. She has been married to Rourke for nearly a year now. Shouldn't she accept a little love, tenderness, friendship, and support by now? 
That man is a saint with everything he has to endure. It sounds as if I did not enjoy this book, but that is not true. I love the way Eve always has to build the evidence to be able to get the killers in the end. It will keep me reading, listening to the rest of the series. Think we are in the high 20s already. The books are not the books are not really mysteries, as we know who the killers are right from the beginning in almost all the books. The stories are about Eve having to fit the pieces together. And in the sidelines, the lives of her friends. Um uh, sorry, colleagues. I love the narrator, Susan Erickson. She does an excellent job with all the different voices. I read yesterday that this was the first book she narrated in the Indus series, but it didn't bother me that the voices were a little different than the rest of the series. She's obviously built from this starting point, and it was never an irritation for me. All in all, I really enjoyed the story, and listening to it was very relaxing while the traffic was trying to get me to display some road rage. I mean, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate... What I appreciate about this this, uh, review is... That she does, or he, whoever it is, I'm assuming it's a she, but, you know, may not be. As we said earlier, you know, um, the the books are not really mysteries, as we know who the killers are right right from the beginning. Well, in almost all the books, that's not true. No. But the stories are about Eve having to fit the pieces together. Right. And that's, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. And I appreciate this person. Yeah, at least recognizing <laughs> I that. that. I love that she she like went full on opposite like all the other reviewers. She's like that man is a saint, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, first he's a misogynistic asshole or something right. sexist, he's a pushy a, he's sexist a saint for having to put up with her, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I think a little further down we have one where again it's like you know how dare he ram yes, you know right. uh, yeah. medication down her throat. But, but yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with that. He is a saint for having to deal with that. But, you know, I mean, she has been married to Rourke for nearly a year now. Shouldn't she accept a little love, tenderness, friendship and support? But yes, she does. Yeah. In, but not in this situation. She's in a situation where she rarely gets sick. Now she's sick. And now, you know, I mean, sick to her means being in a hospital, which she hates. Yeah. For good reason. Right. Uh, she just feels vulnerable. Like, she just hates yes, that feeling. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, so, I don't, I didn't really, I didn't get to say this when we did the, when we did the book, um, but, like, I, I find myself being frustrated with Eve, with her, like, I'm going to push myself too far, and I don't really care about the consequences, and right. it's very, it's, yes, it's, it's this martyrdom that she's got floating over her or whatever she's and it's annoying like i just i'm like you're actually not being useful that way but that doesn't mean that she not doesn't have good intentions you know right so i mean i'm always and that's part of the fascinating thing about eve is maybe watching her maybe like that's one of the places she still needs to work that you know we're we're all kind of rooting for her to maybe get right. it together and and be like, you know what? Actually, no, I am going to get more than uh, an hour of sleep tonight because I'll do better. And she has done that. You know, she's she's yeah. gotten better. And like, so I get that frustration. I get what they're saying. And that, that's probably it's probably a pretty common feeling when you read these books. And you're like, really, can you just fucking do something <laughs> and relax and like take right. a goddamn pill for your head? Like, I get yeah. it. 
you know that but that's just who eve is right yeah it's but, a thing about eve that i don't like either but again i i also just like how, yeah 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 i like eve but i i'm yeah. allowed to get frustrated at that and i think that's yes. like a lot of people but there's things that frustrate them about exactly them. yes yeah i mean it's not you don't have to like every single thing about a character no and this is also just the first time we encounter something like this where yeah. it it's where she actually really gets sick. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it is a little dramatic. Yeah. Um, but it's not really half. I mean, I would say half, if not more than half, of the drama comes from Rourke's end of the situation. Yeah, because and I how, feel like yeah. he freaks out a little bit. Right. Like he. Right. It's not that he's like being pushy or is being a jerk. He's legitimately scared because he doesn't see her get like that. Yeah, this hasn't happened before. You know, I think it's easy to say, well, she just needs to get over it and let him take care of her or whatever. You know, I think it's very easy to say that when you don't really, I mean, it's obvious that she has a phobia of, of, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's, it's of being out of control, Mm -hmm. but it's a phobia of, you know, any kind of medication, medicine, medicine, anything like that. And if you're somebody that has a phobia, even a mild phobia. I feel like this is pretty standard behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure that we all have those things that, you know, really it's, it's probably irrational for us to be over the top about something, but we all have those things that were, I don't know, even if it's like spiders. Yeah. I don't, and you you go running screaming. Yeah. It's snakes for me, not spiders. Snakes. Spiders. I don't exactly. I'll, I'll take snakes over spiders any day. No, and there's, snakes yeah. freak me out. I don't know why. <laughs> and my niece figured that out very early on. And Uh-oh. we would go to the don't zoo. Don't let them see your fear. What did I say? We'd go to the zoo and she'd be like, Aunt Jenny, we have to go in the reptile house. Like, <laughs> You're like, no, we don't have to. No, we don't. No, we <laughs> do. And she, I mean, Kid's four years old and she's laughing at me because I was like, All right. and now she's 12 and she's like, oh, it's so and my nephew is all into reptiles. I swear that kid's going to be like a zoologist. He's got a spotted gecko as a pet. And yes, not a snake, though. Her name is Spot. Because well, of course it is. <laughs> because he is very clever and <laughs> original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when he got her he was like i'm gonna get a spotted gecko and i'm gonna name her spot i'm like all right all right cool dude <laughs> I mean, no okay. what i what i the other thing i wanted to say about this is that because i don't i don't actually find that you know eve's phobia or even her reaction to be over the top i i just i'm annoyed because i'm the kind of person that looks at this and goes eve this doesn't just affect you this affects your you know, your work, it affects the people you're working with and you see how it affects Rourke in this book. If Eve does this on the job and she is incapable of physically carrying out her job or protecting her partner or her other cops because she's pushed herself too far, I think I think this is a little more annoying to me because I've seen people ignore their own health and then it end up hurting everyone else. Right. And that's annoying to me. So, yeah. I mean, I just want to say that I just feel like it's easy to say, you know, it is. Well, she needs yeah. to get over that. But you know, oh, unless yeah. you no. have that phobia and you're dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you no, don't I totally get it. A hundred percent. 
Um, I just wanted to say my piece about why that is a frustration for me because I no, I get it totally. And also, and also, again, this is this is early on Eve, and I don't I don't foresee Eve ever getting to this point again. Like we don't really see her get to this point ever again, right? No, work doesn't let her, right? Exactly. And also, though, she is slowly being smarter about it because she does. um, You know, it's not necessarily about her health you know, physically, but she, what, in about 10 books, she flat out says to Peabody, you need to know this. And she, that's when she shares her important information. Like when Eve is becoming more open and understanding like that everything, the way I'm behaving and what's affecting me is affecting everyone around me. She's right. She is, she's slowly becoming cognizant. She's getting there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, She's getting there. Mm -hmm. And luckily we don't have to worry about it from her the health standpoint yeah work is like let's maybe um take this little soother here and yeah take a little nap take a little nap (laughs) 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 vegetables yeah but we get those little narratives like from Eve's perspective where she's like she understands what it is and she's just gonna do it but also (laughs) In this scene, she's, I mean, she's embarrassed. She's so upset that this has happened. Yeah. She's not going to let this happen again. Yeah. No. She's not. I get it. It's frustrating. I want to shake people who are like that too. <laughs> when their, their lack of care for themselves affects everyone around them. However, yeah. you know, you live and you learn and we don't see you do this again. And she did apologize. She yeah. did. And did. I feel bad for her. She's just like. Yeah. Not to Somerset, but to. Aurora. Well, <laughs> it's not about I mean, you know, the, her apologizing to Somerset is one of those things that happens so rarely. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, on yeah. purpose. That's part of, you know, but I just, no, I get it. I get what they're saying, but nah. also the, <laughs> end of it, the end of their, of it, they're like, by the way, I have road rage. <laughs> <We're> right. like, <laughs> no one cares about your road rage, Mr. Three stars. Get out. Well, but I, you know what? She loves Susan Erickson, so I can't really. I mean, absolutely. I really appreciate I, that standpoint too, where they're like, "No, nah, I, I see literally exactly what you were telling us." She would have really. road rage if not for Susan Erickson. So again, as we said during the Susan Erickson interview, she's changing people's lives. <laughs> she is. This person would have road rage if not for Susan Erickson. What would so. we do without? Exactly. So I'm going to try a British accent, maybe. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. I love Nora Roberts' books, and I like this series too, which she writes under her alias. But already with the last one I read, Survivor and Death, I noticed there's a lot of repeated over and over again. And it's the same with this book too. I'm even willing to just flip through the book and only read the important bits. And why, oh, why does Eve's husband have to, like, own the world? Every case they're investigating has something to do with Rourke, too, or with his company slash companies, or every building and murder happens, and he owns. And it turns out that he, only coincidentally, bought that building just a few months ago. And, of course, with his computers and his knowledge only, they can solve the case. I find that a little annoying by now, to be honest, And it always kind of ends the same way, in a big shootout with Eve and Rourke as her sidekick. I like the story very much, though. And just to be clear, this is not a negative review, even though it must seem like it. 
okay, maybe it's a little negative. <laughs> it is a lot <laughs> negative. I mean, yeah, it's a it lot. Be, for being honest. I mean, why does work so why? I don't care that it's 2059. <laughs> I mean, I get, I do get that complaint. It does seem like I mean there I see that complaint a lot too. And yeah. work owns everything. He owns everything. He's in and I do kind of get that because it does get a little ridiculous after a point. I mean <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it does. Here's my question. I I don't know if I brought this up on the show before, but I, uh, how is it that every fucking book, there's a murder in one of works properties or, you know, something like that, but Eve never met him before naked and had never heard of him before naked, but all of a sudden now that she knows him, she's running into him all the damn time. Stop. (laughs) I, I don't get it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I know that, you know, Nora would say, oh, it's fate, you know, fate kept them apart until that moment. But, <laughs> yeah, I think that was that that would be the Nora response. Yes. But come on. I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean, yes, I yeah, that does seem a little weird unless we're supposed to believe that he's just now starting to acquire things. Like, yeah, but that doesn't seem like it's the case in in naked. He's just now divesting himself of his illegal activities. Right. Which right. I'm assuming we're hidden. Yeah. Right. The other thing is a lot of stuff. The other thing is, is she probably has yeah. investigated murders in his buildings, but she doesn't, you know, have to meet the owner of the building. She has True. to interview anyone who's point. involved. And that's a good. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And yeah, like, and and the reason why she knows is because they're in a building, and for example, the computer place, right? And just something he says, and she's like, "Wait a minute, you own this place, don't you?" Yeah, like, well, yes, but yeah. she wouldn't have cared one way or the other before. Right. It wouldn't have even yeah. occurred to her to to go to the owner, right? Yeah, I just it's just one of those things that I'm just kind of like, come on. That's right. the only thing I can think of is that, like, how have you never crossed his path all these before? buildings? It's <laughs> it's like a it's not something that you would have thought about before, I guess. Yeah. But now it's just a thing that annoys her. It's just like everything else, right? Yeah. But fuck, oh, he probably owns this building. Of course he does, right? And but yeah. also now I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's pretty common for people to own buildings and stuff if you're multimillionaire or whatever. Under several Under different, different yes names, yeah. yeah. Or, or that's what I do for my job is I work for a company that owns several different things under several different things. Yeah, sure. No, I right. get it. I get. I get it. I'm just saying. I find it a little hard to believe that. No, you know, it is. You're right. But I'm just she trying has to never like, cross paths with him or heard his name or you know. You're like, come on, come on, really? And, and now all of a sudden you're running into him. But also, I mean, I want to continue to make excuses for Nora doing, but <laughs> let's just say that prior to this, she had a, a case where she did need to get in touch with an owner. She might get in touch with the manager of the building right. and not with an owner. Right. Or yeah. she might say, I need to get in touch with the owner and Rourke's not going to talk to the police. No. He's like, gonna no. like, fuck that. Send this person. No. Right. <laughs> fuck that. Send this person. <laughs> right. I like, Maybe not those That's exact exactly words. What Rourke would do. But, 
That really is. Yeah. Look yeah. That's on this person. <laughs> right. It. So, I mean, maybe not so unbelievable. I'm just maybe. saying. Maybe. And just being devil's Maybe. advocate. Yeah. Know? I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking along those lines, too. I mean, sure. I've never investigated a murder. But sure. I, I can buy that. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. Whatever. <laughs> whatever makes you happy. It's fine. Well, I mean, but we do watch her interview building managers. You know, she right. doesn't. Yeah. And no. like, she has a lot of murders and shitty ass buildings that he doesn't own. It's just one of those things that has always been kind of in the back of my head, like, <laughs> and I get I'm it. Totally you, I totally get I'm it. Totally yeah, you. absolutely. No, I get it. Also, along with he owns everything, right. you know, he yet lets you use his computers and lets you use his knowledge. And, you know, yeah, she tries not to do that in a lot of cases, but it always ends up. Yeah. And I don't think that every single case ends up in a big shootout with no. Eden Rourke. No, no. I mean, that does happen a fair amount. It it does. But it's not every book. No. (laughs) Every book. You got this one, Terry? You want one of us to do it? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I actually, I actually thought this one was the the last part made me laugh. Yes. I can't deny that. (laughs) (laughs) Reread because I stopped around the 17th or 18th book in the series and I want to get current. The stories are still great, but because I'm reading them one after another, I'm noticing things and being bothered by them. One, in just about every book, Rourke has put some kind of drug in Eve's drink and forced her to swallow some pill. I know they're good for you pills, soothers, pain meds, and et cetera, but if I had a headache and someone crammed some aspirin I didn't want down my throat, I'd be pissed. (laughs) Two, Rourke pushes himself into so many of her cases with the excuse that the murder happened in one of his buildings or the person was an employee. Three, Peabody acts less like a cop and more like a teenage boy, always horny and hungry. <laughs> and she's not she's wrong. Not wrong about that. She's not wrong. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I mean, she still acts like a cop, but she is always horny and hungry. I mean, honestly. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be fair, so is McNabb. So True. they go perfectly together. They kind together. of go together perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Also, just to piggyback off of that. I think that more women are like that than people want to admit. Oh, 100%. yeah, hundred percent. I don't know why people think that men are the only ones that are always horny and hungry. No, absolutely. Right? Not. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't know. I, I, the, only, I the only thing that I really take issue with in this review is Rourke pushing himself into his cases with the excuse that the murder happened <clears> in one of his buildings. I don't think that's fair. That's that's rarely the reason, like right. I don't well, think and especially in this one, done. Eve just brought him in and told him about it. He doesn't he push like, himself in. No. no, no. I mean, no. he did a few times in the early books. He kind of pushed his way in, but huh. not particular, particularly in this book, he doesn't push himself into it. I mean, it's not very, like I mean, it's not like he, he ends very up much in, drags him into it. Yeah, it's not like he ends right. up in Whitney's office or anything like right to set up an op. Right. This time. Yeah. This time. <laughs> what do we got? One more book before that happens? <laughs> and maybe uh, a point there, but no, but in this case, yeah. the only time he does that is when he's really truly worried for Eve's safety. Like, right. Like in Which reunion, you- when he does it, it's because it's personal with Juliana Dunn and, mm-hmm. you know, and um, what's the other one he does it? And I can't remember, but you know, I just feel like uh, 
judgment. Doesn't he do that in judgment? Oh, judgment. Yep. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. And so, again, because it was kind of a personal was, thing between. Yeah. With Ricker. Yeah. Ricker. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, those are the only times that he ever does that. And, you know, otherwise 90% of the time Eve just brings him in and she's like, Hey, I could use your skills on this, you know? Right. Yeah. He's not pushing his way in. Give me a break. No. But so, I do agree with you that Peabody's always hungry and horny. So we can call yeah. that one a wash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and good for her. I mean, good for her. Come on. I feel like Peabody was a bit of a late bloomer. So I do too. Yeah. I really feel like she must have been like, and it's, she's only in her twenties. I feel like you're yeah, still, you're still yeah, pretty in, in general. People yeah. are pretty still horny and hungry at, in their twenties. I'm in my forties and I'm still horny and hungry. So. Okay. See, (laughs) all right, good for you. I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, mean, yeah, what about you, Tara? Are you always horny and hungry? I mean, just (laughs) yeah, you're in your 30s, so what do you say? (laughs) I'm always. It's like so embarrassed. <laughs> Captain Davis. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Sorry. Yeah. Hear that. Nah. Eh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just good too with my cat and my bestie, and be good. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing no judgment. wrong with that at all. I feel you. No judgment. This next one I don't get. Like, why are you giving this one four stars instead of the later book? Yeah, that's what I didn't. Uh, that's what I. I think that that's why no I put it on here. So yeah. this next one, I'll just read it really quick. Okay, yeah. gets four stars. This book yeah. only gets four stars. Because the plot is so closely copied in a later book in the series, Indulgence and Death, number 31. While both books are good, the similarity in plots makes me think that ghostwriters are being used. Women are being targeted for a more conception of seduction. Dallas and Rourke are always a marvelous read. So, um, okay. So these two books are too similar. They must be written by different people. Mm-hmm. Is that what this? I is? guess that's what she's saying. Uh, Here we go with the ghostwriter thing. Indulgence and yeah. death, and also give it a four. No, star. it just makes no sense. Yeah, I because, don't. Okay, there is, there are some. Let's let's be real. There are similarities. Yes, between seduction and indulgence. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you've read them both, you know that there's similarities. Mm-hmm. I mean, the murder, the murder, them, the murders themselves are very different. They're yes. 100%, they're 100% different types. Of yes. Murders. But it is two rich boys screwing around, killing people for their own amusement, which is basically what seduction was. Right. You know, and making a contest out of it. So. Right. I just don't understand. Like, you know, they're too similar. So that makes me think there's ghostwriters involved. That makes like, no sense. That makes zero sense. Also, no sense. There's a lot of time between these two books. Yeah. A lot right. of time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, about 10 years. And we, and we know that Nora doesn't really ever go back and read her own stuff. When would she have time? She have time. Yeah, when would she have time? She could right. write. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
So, yeah. And I think it was different enough to where, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. It didn't take away from my enjoyment of either one of the books. No. That they were that similar. Mm-hmm. All right. Four stars. I love these books. They're interesting and fast paced. And although Eve does what cops all over the world do in reality, which is investigate, not going around beating up guys until someone talks, the books managed to not become tedious. And although I love the mystery suspect of the books, I enjoy watching Eve work. I find her fear of primping hilarious. And I always have a good laugh with Peabody and McNabb's antics. There is one aspect of the book that is beginning to wear itself thin. I'm not insensitive to the trauma Eve's past has left behind, but I'm starting to get fed up with all the drama. I'm not saying that she has to get over it. It's obviously something you don't get over easily, but I would prefer if such big parts of the book weren't dedicated to Eve being hurt and having nightmares and needing Rourke to fight them back and making comparisons between the victims and her situation, etc. Not because I can't take the drama, but because it is the same thing in every book over and over again. 13 books in and nothing has changed in that respect. So I'd prefer if the nightmare became something that is just there and doesn't need a 10 page space to be developed only to essentially prove to be just another nightmare like all the other ones before it. Is this a deal breaker? Of course not, but maybe it goes on for 30 books. So, I mean, people, uh, this goes to like the timeline of the whole series. Like people... I mean, yes, it's been 13 books, but in time, it's only been a year. Yeah. So you're, yes, I know this person's saying, like, I understand that you don't get over it that easily. Yeah, you don't get over something in a year either. I mean, I know people who were traumatized as children, like Eve, in their 20s and 30s, finally started to deal with it. And now, 20 years later are still dealing with it. You know, you, (laughs) it's the nature of what it is. You know, I know that this is fiction, but I, you know what, like reading fiction like this to maybe make you a little more sensitive to it. You don't get to decide when someone gets over their trauma, right? You don't get to tell someone that their trauma is, they should be over it. Like you don't, you don't get to tell other people how they're feeling about this. Right. Like it's not, it's not yours. If you don't like that aspect of the stories, don't read it. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, you have to be sensitive though to what she, I mean, she, it's just been a year. She's still dealing with it. Yeah. Because it's made very clear that she didn't remember before. Right. Right. So, you know, I mean, yeah. So, so a year into remembering something like that, if you're still, you know, and, and a lot of the, you know, homicides, a lot of times are sexually, you know, motivated. Yeah. And that's going to be triggering. Yeah. Especially something like this one. Right. Know? So it makes perfect sense that she would equate it to what she had gone through or right. that she, she'd be triggered and have those feelings or have nightmares. Right. Absolutely. That are success, successively getting worse. Right. I mean, at the 13 bookmark, but at the like 40th bookmark or whatever starting to get better right yeah Yeah, i mean that whole arc seems correct to me yeah to me too yeah for sure yeah so it's just i i really i think that nord does a very classy job of tackling this subject yeah um while also 
I mean, if it feels, if it feels dramatic that it's always in the forefront, I, I think that that says something about the state of like ignorance that people live in if they haven't had to interact, you know, they haven't interacted with people who are, who have been through things like Eve. Um, or if they have, these are, maybe they're interacting with people who are not as open, which God forbid, because we talk about how Eve is not open, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. I think that, I think that Nora does a really nice job of bringing this kind of thing to the forefront without it being, without it being not realistic. Cause it is, it's, I don't know. Right. I, I just, I think, I think she's very classy with it. And, and I get that, that you're like uncomfortable reading about it. Yes. But you know what? I mean, here's the thing. It's perfectly legitimate <laughs> for Nora to say, uh, guess what? Here's a series about a woman who is a homicide detective who was also abused as a child and is and is starting to deal with that. And and that's what the series Mm -hmm. is about. Right. Because that is what the series is about. That is what the series is about. And so so if you take it in that broad, if you know that's what the series Mm -hmm. is about, then it's stupid to sit there and go like, well, I don't want to hear any more about her dealing with her issues. Right. Yeah. That's what the series is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like her. It's like you, you know, putting up a a review that says like, I'm really tired of her solving murders. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Why she always solves murders in these books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh you God. know, Terrible. her dealing with her trauma is just a as much a part of the series as her solving murders. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. if we're we have we have a Eve is not the narrator of the story, but she is the she is our eyes into the story. And guess what? That's that's the viewpoint we're going to see most of all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we are. And that's who she is. And you're, I don't know, the, the stories would be different. I don't understand why. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. Makes no sense. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Why can't people just like, you know what? Hey, I, I admire the way that she has this trauma, but powers through it. Right. Mm-hmm. In order to continue to do her job well. Right. Why doesn't anybody write anything like that? No. Because it's always like well, I'm really tired of hearing of her trauma. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, well, I'm sorry that you're you. uncomfortable. <laughs> it must be nice to be uncomfortable in that way reading this yeah. kind of thing instead of uncomfortable in the holy shit I relate to this kind of way. In which right? I'm sure yeah. There are many people, you know, there are many people out there who read these books who are like, well, yeah, I'm uncomfortable because that's relatable. Right. Yeah. Jen, do you want to read another one? Sure. All right. Four stars. Listening to this series is such a joy. Exclamation point. Rourke is delicious, but in this one, I really like how Eve was with him. How she both let him in and cared for him back. She always had, but in this book, it seemed easier. It was nice. The story was again good and the bad guys icky. But in the end, they were stopped and all was well. Until next time. As usual, the narration of this book slash series was wonderful. Every time I begin a new book, I slip right back into the world and let Susan Erickson take me on a ride. I look forward to the next as soon as I finish it. Yay, Susan I'm, Erickson. Yay. <laughs> I well, just like that she described the bad guys as icky. <laughs> icky. <laughs> fantastic. I, I love this review. <laughs> it's a great review. Bad guys were icky. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are icky. They're wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. They're really gross. 
you know. I mean, she's not wrong. God, what no. is it? Yeah, she's <sighs> she's also not wrong in the, that in the end they were stopped and all was well. Right. I, I mean, know. You know, it's it's kind of cute. Also, it's cute. Point. Yeah, it's a cute review. But <laughs> yes, Rourke is delicious. He is delicious. You know. Yeah. As always. So <laughs> I just want to gen- I just want to gender read a positive Susan Erickson review. <laughs> Read ahead. I know, right? I okay, thought the same thing. I, I was really like, nice about her lately. <laughs> you have been really nice about her lately. Yeah. I haven't said anything mean. No. So, so there. Well, we know you fantastic. like her. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like we know you like her. You just don't like her narration. I don't like her. I don't like her voices. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's fine. You know. My bad. That's all right. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Next. Okay. There are three more. Yes. Do you want to read this one, AJ? Do you want to read it? <laughs> sure, I'll read this one. Okay. Four stars. Don't know how many times or ways to say this. I freaking love Rourke. And I am so jealous of Eve. (laughs) He was fab in this book. Loved the murder plot in this one also. Love that Eve continues to grow emotionally. The cast of characters keeps getting better. I mean, yeah. 100% agree with this person's review. Yeah, it's so cute. I love Rourke. I freaking love Rourke. Rourke. Don't we all? And I also freaking love Eve, right? I sure do. Yeah, I just this is just a cute review. I appreciate that this person recognizes that Eve continues to grow emotionally. Thank you. The whole point of this series. So yeah, some people knew how to read this book. Other people just knew how to. I don't know. (laughs) Look at three pages of it and make a terrible review yes read read one sentence and decide that well that this book sucks don't call keith stupid yeah 2073 (laughs) i don't care (laughs) why didn't she tell me it was in the future yeah i mean (laughs) he did in the freaking paragraph yeah is that the same paragraph where they um talked about uh oh i don't know her trauma yeah probably And Rourke what probably shoved a pill down her throat. It always all happens in the first paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Very first paragraph. All that stuff happens in the first He's paragraph. Get it out of the way. And they do the thing. They do the thing. <laughs> there has been no mention of too much sex or not enough sex in these reviews. I'm kind of shocked. This one has just the right amount of sex. Apparently. Because yeah. that's it's always the thing in the reviews. There hasn't been a single mention. Yeah, right? I... Maybe I just like, oh, I don't want to read any more of those. Too much <laughs> sex on those sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, all right. We have two five-star reviews. Here we go. Here's one. All right. Um, five stars. First, my hat is off to so many of the reviewers of Ms. Rob's books. Spot on and so helpful when I debate whether to spend $7.99 on a novel I could read for free at a library. What is not to like about this series? Nothing. It's all superb. Great dialogue, often sarcastic and humorous, as it can be with dealing with such tragic events. Even Rourke's relationship, feisty. 
respectful, hot, temptuous, nerve-wracking, vulnerable, and human. Eve's crew, flawed people with hearts big enough to face the horrors of homicides and never stopping the bad and never stop stopping the bad people. Writing bang on and such a relief to read a book with little to no English grammar issues. Eager anticipation, fully satisfied when I tuck myself away from reality for a while and get lost in the the travails of 2059 Earth. I seriously love these since I've read them all. I read another person's review and was dismayed to find myself a Rorky, but the shoe fits. But if the shoe fits, read it. Yeah, I I tried to find where somebody else said something about being a Rorky and I could not find it. And I was very disappointed. That's disappointing. Yeah. I love that. The shoe fits. I mean, (laughs) we're all Rorkies. Yeah. And she's correct. I mean, Eve's crew are flawed people with. Hearts yep. big enough to face the horrors of homicide and never stop stopping the bad people. I love it. It's uh, such a cute review. It, it really is. is. Yeah. I really like the bang on writing. That's yeah, so because so many people complain about her writing. Which I don't get. No. Yeah. So. It's not bad writing at all. Yeah. No. Eager anticipation, fully satisfied. <laughs> like I just, I'm like, yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's not much more you can say. No, it's it's super cute. All right, one more. <laughs> okay. I love the title. You can do it. I can do it. I feel Bye. this one's. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I, I was gonna say I feel like this one's British also, but I was yeah I was gonna do a British. Go for it. Yay! Oh no, pressure. Okay. <laughs> You're good. Five. This was a cracking story. Stars. I have loved every one of the in-death series, and this one had a storyline that had me listening to it everywhere. I've driven my family nuts, because let's face it, who really wants to talk when Eve and Rourke, the dynamic duo, are back and at their best? Not me. Loved, loved, loved it. Love that. <laughs> who wants to talk? Who wants to talk to boring people in my who family? Talk to my family? Are you kidding me? Fuck <laughs> that. Even Rooker back. Right. Yeah. Nobody talked to me. I'm listening to In Death. Yes. Nobody talked to me. Susan Erickson's on. Amy, <laughs> <laughs> did you write this review? <laughs> did you write this review? Yes. Okay. Cool. Oh my gosh. We, we read <laughs> like, a test to this. She's like, yeah, she doesn't <laughs> day and a half. <sighs> so that's it. That's it. That's our reviews for this time. That didn't take long. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. So, um, you know, I was really very happy with all of the feedback from last week's episode. Yes, indeed. That was Um, fun. All the comments. Yeah, it was fun. fun. Great time. Like everybody had fun with it. Yeah, it was just really, it was just a really great time, you know. Um, Kat Dorman said, the soundtrack is everything. (laughs) I love this podcast and this little corner of the internet just for in death obsession. Dana said, great episode. This was so much fun to hear everyone's song picks for the characters and couples, even the song that shall not be named. (laughs) 
Dana. Dana, Dana. Um, Hertz line. This book says, love the episode this morning. I just need to listen to the playlist on Spotify now. Thanks for everything you all do. It's much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, HEV 616 said, looking forward to giving the playlist a listen. Had a quick scroll through some awesome songs on there. Well done, everyone. Heidi said, this episode was amazing. Can't wait to listen to the whole playlist. This playlist is top tier with so many fantastic bangers. Yeah. Bangers. I love it. <laughs> Dragon Rider 36 said a great collection of songs. Move Like Jagger is listed twice. Oh, yeah. I had to take. We didn't list that twice. Oops. So maybe one more great song can be added in place of them. Maybe an Elvis song. And I said, well, you know, give us an Elvis song to put on there and I'll put it on there. Yeah. And she said, well, it has to be Jailhouse Rock. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I did put Jailhouse Rock. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Good. Well, I've got some Twitter stuff. Yeah. Go for um, it. <laughs> so when we posted our preview, Dana said, can't wait. Let's press listen. And so we responded, oh, Dana, we have words for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah. she responded to that. Smoa, we're going to have words. Hit us in the feels. Off limits. Rude. I did try to balance it out with Rain on the Scarecrow and the Adams Family theme song. Well, yeah, I mean, fair. <laughs> look, look, we're not saying you're wrong. <laughs> but still. <laughs> she said, also, I put in Honey Bear just to hear your reactions, and you did not disappoint. <laughs> I just had to look up Honey Bear to see if there was a song, and there it was. There it was. <laughs> it's a catchy little earworm, isn't it? What the fuck? It was priceless. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, you listen to that, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck what is, is this? this? Oh, good stuff. And I had to tell you all that. I mean, I spent, I think, the weekend um, listening to, the, to that playlist um, while I was doing my, my errands with Caitlin. Yeah, and, uh, so yeah. Like, hey, we're listen to the in death playlist, and her it was like her her reactions were so priceless because again she doesn't know anything about the series she knows right, right. the very basics of the series yeah and she kept going okay this is a very interesting play why is this song on there <laughs> <laughs> well, what does this song have to do with it and I had to kind of like okay well explain to her and she's like right. okay okay. You know, and she's like, every, yeah, every other song she was like, interesting. <laughs> I love it. Okay. But if you knew the series, you would understand it. Yeah. all these songs yes. exactly. 100% work. Absolutely. But I, I just thought it was funny. She was like, wow, this it's is really, really interesting. Funny. Yeah. So. Jennifer said she absolutely loves that she has a new playlist to rock out to. Mm-hmm. Mary said i know it's too late but i really like the song running home to you by grant gustin it's a truly beautiful song that i could see eve or maybe i should say rourke picking out for eve walking down the aisle to at their wedding or maybe their first dance Hmm. also i can totally see a kinship between mavis and bjork (laughs) now i admit that i only know one of her songs it's oh so quiet but i would love to i could see her doing a cover of it she's not wrong not wrong 
No, um, you know, we not in the in the episode, we said that it's it's just a shame that some songs have a like a negative connotation just because of what we associate with them. Right. Yeah. And that was one of my ex-sister-in-law's favorite songs. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, but she's not wrong. I mean, that yeah. is totally a Mavis song. Mavis would oh, kill that song. For sure. Yeah. Kill it. God, yeah. Yeah. Then we have Yvonne. Our friend Yvonne said she added the in-depth soundtrack to her Spotify account, slowly listening to all the songs listed. 11 hours plus. Yeah. Awesome I mean, choices. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a really long playlist. <laughs> this is the playlist to play when you're going to drive cross country. Exactly. Yeah. If you got a really long road trip, that's yeah. the playlist to put on. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) So also this was another thing that happened. Um, I got a message from Maggie Menendez Mm -hmm. and she was saying that um, I used to be a member of indeath.net and couldn't believe it when I found AJ was a part of this project. And I said, well, Jen and Tara are too. And I'm a fan of this series and you guys, you're doing an awesome job. Yeah. So sweet. So yeah, I think that's it for, for this podcast. So um, next week we decided to do Mary's suggestion yeah. and talk about the people who intimidate Eve yep. and why we think that's the case. Yep. So obviously, if you have a thought on that, go ahead and contact us at any of our social media, you know, Instagram or Twitter at Podcast and Death, or you can send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com, or you can call the number. The number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 205-4-ROARK. Call the number and tell us why you think people intimidate Eve. Then after that, are we going to do reunion after that? Reunions after that. Yep. I believe. Yeah. Yep. And that would be our 50th podcast. 50. Holy shit. Reunion will be 50. How did we get here, girls? I know, right? Christian, it's going to be a year. It took us almost two years to do 100 episodes. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and our year anniversary is coming up. And I think we were talking about possibly doing an okay. Instagram live on the day of our anniversary. Yep. Which is in June, right? Yep. It's in June. Would be June 18th, and that's a Friday. Yeah. That's Paul McCartney's birthday. Hey, look okay. at us. All right. So we'll <laughs> yes, celebrate. I know Paul McCartney's birthday. What do you want? <laughs> well, that's fine. Of course it is. That's just Kismet. <laughs> I mean, um, I I know every single Bee Gees birthday, and uh, I'm not, I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, oh, and, no. and um, but I mean, if you if you're up to celebrating our one year anniversary and Paul McCartney's birthday with us on Friday, June 18th, um, we'll figure it out and we'll we'll tell you guys ahead of time so that you know, and uh, all of you that are on Instagram can join us. Yeah, on our and ask questions if you want or. Yep. You know, whatever you want to do, we will be here for you. And uh, what else? Also on on Saturday, the 22nd of this month, we're again, we're recording with um, uh, Romancing the Shelf. Yep. And uh, we'll tell you when that show comes out. It's going to be on their stream, but I think we're also going to put it up on our stream as well. So that's our month planned. I feel much oh, look better. Look at us. Look I at us. Much, yeah, for a whole month. Oh my God. 
planned out already. Planned out for a month. I can't believe it. Yeah. So. Of us. All right. Yeah. We, oh, wait a minute. And June is when we're going on a, a little bit of a break. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not too yeah. long. End right. of June, we'll, we'll take a, a maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. I think we said two weeks, maybe. And so we'll we'll figure out something to do for those. Yeah. We'll let you know what we're going to do. Yep. So. All right. I guess that's it. Unless you guys have anything else. I don't think so. Not a thing. Okay. Well, then that's it for this week. So thanks for joining us. And for Podcast of Death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-4-ROARK. That's 205, the number 4, ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slant you to you.